0: Listening to the Testudo Times Podcast, the official podcast of SB Nation's Maryland Terrapins Colossus. And welcome to episode 86 of the Testudo Times Podcast. Yes, we still do this show. Took a summer hiatus, like everybody really does in the summer, but we're back getting you ready for another season of Maryland football. Don't know how excited you should really be about that, but there are reasons to be excited, Thomas, not just because the podcast is back, because I think you can actually feel somewhat optimistic about Maryland football, even if this season might not go very well.
1: For sure. Um, you know, with everyone's excited about, you know, the, you know, second year with Durkin um, first year with Cole field house being really a thing. Um, yeah. It's a thing least, now. Yeah. Yeah, it's a real thing. It's a real place. You can go in it. They can practice there when they need to. Um, It's, you know, it was really cool to be in there last week. It still is, but not, not to the same extent. There's at least something on top of the construction site. Are you
0: going to, if you walk into this place, and I think everybody who's listened to this show has been in there either for basketball games in the past or playing rec soccer on the floor at some point. We've all done that. What, what's the sensation like when you go in there now? Because you can see the pictures, but I don't think they really do that justice.
1: Yeah. Uh, you know, a football field is big, and there's really not much room for anything else. But So the whole building is this indoor football field, and, you know, it, it's, it feels condensed because it's this, you know, it's one place. It's just a practice football field. But, you know, football fields are big. And it's a big ceiling, so it feels like this giant place. But, you know, it that's really the best words I can put on it. Um, I did write about this, and I said that uh, I was playing the Jurassic Park theme song in my head when I walked in there. It, it had that kind
0: of quality to it. Uh, awe-inspiring, I guess. Yeah. But it's a big moment for the program. They haven't had an indoor facility until now, and it had been so much speculation for so many years and the facilities arms race in air quotes such a big deal right now especially in the Big 10 having this facility it is a big deal for the program and some of the players talked about that too
1: yeah um you know all the players are really excited and you know a lot of them didn't think that you know a lot of the upperclassmen for sure that you know had heard about it for so long you know some of them were kind of just not sure if they were really going to ever see the see that come to light. Um, and now they have. And, you know, it, it helps recruits to know that they'll see the next phase come to light, which is where things start to get real. Like, the, you know, it's a whole new locker room. They're going to have – I think my favorite part – I still don't think we talk about enough. They're going to have an underground tunnel that, that goes from Coalfield House to Maryland Stadium and, like, gets them out on some sort of turtle shell thing. Like – not from where I, they are right now. I don't but think we hyped that place. up enough. I don't I know.
0: I mean, it's underground, is. it's it's interesting. It's got to be like the walls of some of those soccer stadium tunnels. Like FC St. Pauli. Okay, this is getting a little bit too in, but as it, it, if it's properly crazy, then I'll like it. Because, I mean, you in college football entrances, you know what I mean? They're, it's a big deal. Don't think it'll ever become quite touching Howard's Rock, but it'll still be pretty unique for Maryland. They're trying to get there, and that's not going to be this year. That's going to be in the future. But, yeah, mm-hmm. there's an indoor practice facility now. It's a big deal for this Yeah, program. which is,
1: you know, and they're still practicing outdoors. I mean, the first open practice was, we're recording this on Wednesday, so it was uh, this afternoon. I'm still sunburned from it. Um, you know, they're still practicing outside because, you know, there's one field in there. Um, and so when it rains, they're able to uh, go out there and do that. Which is definitely uh, that's, helpful. That's yeah, just by chance. That's what they did when BTN showed up, and so BTN got to do their whole show from, like, inside Coalfield House. That's a
0: really weird. BTN doing a show from inside Coalfield House. That is a very interesting sentence.
1: Yeah. Uh, how many years ago would that sentence have even sounded plausible?
0: I mean, five years ago, when I was just getting ready to go to Maryland, that would have been the most bizarre sentence in the history of humanity. I mean, that, that, that's what it was. Because, again, five years ago, it wasn't until Thanksgiving of 2012 that we had any clue that Maryland was going to move to the Big Ten. So five years ago this time, I am to be a freshman at Maryland. And if any of you had said that in five years, Maryland is going to welcome BTN inside Cole Fieldhouse for a football practice, that would have been the craziest sentence ever uttered, ever. Certainly yep. sounds, uh still pretty weird now that we say it. But let's actually go into football practices because, the, as you said, the first open practice was today. This is Wednesday. We're recording this. And there's a lot, not a lot of news yet coming out from practices, but I, we have to talk about Caleb Henderson because we need to. And DJ Durkin's seeming ability to not be able to do math.
1: Yeah, so at the uh, preseason press conference last week, uh, he said Caleb Henderson's 95%, probably close to 100 Um, and he won't be held out of practice at all. And today he said he's about 85, 90%. He did say he was still not held out of practice. Um, so, I mean, and the gist is still good that, you know, he's not being held back in the competition. Um, he's still able to compete. Um, I'm, I'm biased, you know, we, we went to high school together and things like that. Yes, you've
0: explained this before.
1: Yeah. I wrote, yeah, I explained it in like 2000 words. Um, yes, you did. Yeah. So, so he'll still be able to compete. Um, I think the big news is that there's absolutely no news, and there shouldn't be any news for a while with that quarterback thing. Um, Isn't
0: it weird that we're talking about Maryland and there's not news about the quarterbacks every day in practice in August?
1: Well, that's the thing is people will ask. People are still asking, is anyone gaining separation? And I don't expect anybody to for a while. It's just... You know, they're all kind of the same in the same spot where they, they don't have game experience to you know that where people know about, and so it's just and they all have different skill sets, um, but they all do have talent. And I think, you know, in talking to Durkin and Walt Bell about this, it, it just seems like um, they want the guy who makes the best decisions, and you need about as large of a sample size as you can get for that. So they're gonna choose just at the end of camp. Um, and throw them gonna to have the to deal wolves. With that. Yeah, and we as media who try to report on this team are going to have to just deal with that.
0: Well, at least they're not closing off practices to the media like other schools are doing.
1: Yeah, they uh, they did practice on the far field while we were on the, the turf field, so we were kind of squinting. We probably would have needed binoculars to see anything today, but... Uh, nothing, nothing too, like, inc- cr- incredible that happened today.
0: I don't it think cool that, be, so. I mean, it's with the first open practice, I don't think you're going to see anything that terribly exciting, but as time goes on and practices get more and more intense, we are not three and a half weeks away from opening Saturday at Texas. What do you want to see at these practices and glean from these practices, if it's possible to glean much of anything?
1: Uh, well, it is tough. You 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 generally just want to see, you know, people doing you know people doing things right, not making a ton of mistakes. Because I think that's what it's going to take to beat these talented teams is is if you play disciplined football. Um, and it, it's kind of tough to pick up on that um, from a practice, but um, that that's what you would want to see is you know, the quarterbacks are making throws on the money, and the receivers are catching those balls, and Uh, all the linemen are making their blocks and all the, you know, the guys aren't missing tackles, things like that. I mean, it's just, you know, it's an overarching thing. It's it's really broad and vague, but that is what will allow Maryland to stay in games against the good teams this year Mm -hmm. is if they play, you know, steady, disciplined football. Which
0: in the past few years has been quite difficult. Let's be honest.
1: Yeah, 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 football's hard.
0: Well, especially for Maryland, football is hard. But as as it goes on, are there any particular players that you want to see specifically in terms of their performances? Outside of quarterbacks, obviously, because that's pretty obvious. But is there mm. anybody else you want to see good things from in preseason?
1: Um, Well, it's tough to say. I think you would want to see maybe one of the other wide receivers um, really step up. I think all through the spring, there were kind of these, you know, it's after DJ Moore, who is, you know, far and away Maryland's best guy right now. Um, there's a lot of just question marks and a lot of guys with some upside uh, between Tavon Jacobs and DJ Turner and Jaquiel um, You want to see somebody, you know, kind of step through and maybe cement themselves as the number two receiver. It doesn't look like anyone's done that yet. Um, still early, though. Or, yeah, exactly. I mean, over camp, I think if if Maryland can have two – you know, serious weapons at wide receiver that'll help whoever is the quarterback. They already have a very good run game, and a handful of those guys uh, will be options out of the backfield in the passing game. But having another, you know, definite weapon outside will mm-hmm. will really help.
0: So let's go over the Testudo Times summer activities, which were turpage. Uh, what did you get away from writing all of those previews and editing all of those previews of players? What did it tell you about Maryland's roster that you didn't know before you started? There's a lot of
1: football players on it.
0: well, that beyond uh, that, that's pretty obvious. you get eighty five scholarships
1: yeah eighty five scholarships and a couple walk-ons you can kind of sort of maybe make some noise you know, it, it's it's tricky. I think um, you know, just just looking at it i there were things that I knew, but things that you know I've, I've been able to reinforce now is like, at defensive line, it's these four seniors that are that should have, that should all start. And funny enough, um, Jesse Annabonum just switched numbers to, from 41 to 6. Uh, Kingsley Opara switched from 57 to 8. and Savon Defensive Walker, lineman walk-
0: wearing single-digit numbers is yeah. so well, and, now and on it Walker- makes no sense.
1: And Savon Walker is now number 5. So that's 3 of 4. Um, Chandler Burkett is still number 92. So you're going to have was-
0: 5, 6, 8, and then 92.
1: Yeah, well, number nine is still open, and I hope to God he's getting it. That, that would just be, be my, funny.
0: Well, at least, least he seven, but away. no, you can't do that, I guess.
1: No, he can't because uh, J.C. Jackson's number seven. Yeah, I, looked I know. Number nine is wide open for him. Um,
0: That's just so weird. College football's weird with numbers like that. Great news yeah. for broadcasters who have to try to figure all that out.
1: Yeah. I mean, and a lot of these guys changed after we did like the profiles on them. So, you know, now our profiles are all inactive and whatnot. Well, you um, can
0: go back and uh, hastily re-edit them.
1: It's it's not even worth it. Um, but the point is, so after after those guys, you know, we really don't know what we're getting with the defensive line. It, a lot of guys um, have, have a chance. Um, someone like an Adam McLean, someone like even Brett Kulka, who's kind of a veteran now, Melvin Kane for sure. Um there's a lot of guys, and then we just don't really know. You know, there's the Gaddy twins. I have no idea how good they are right now. Um, they looked okay. They looked large. They looked like very large people, is really all I can say today.
0: Um, Would you say that the defensive line is the area in which Maryland is most experienced? You know, they might not have any game breakers like they've had in the defensive line in the past, but they have a lot of experience at that position, which is going to help them against big 10
1: offensive lines um there is some truth to that they're the oldest Uh, it's a lot of seniors but it's a lot of guys who um until last year hadn't gotten a lot of chances um so i I don't maybe not experienced um in the same way that maybe the safeties are because the safeties a lot of guys uh, got experience last year and are now you know in entering their second year as at least role players like Darnell Savage is coming back. Daniel Tenzo Conyers, mm-hmm. uh, Josh Woods, the Daniels twins, uh, and then Marquis Bell is a freshman, but you know he's a blue chip freshman. So he and and he seems like he'll be uh, in the in the mix for sure. Um, so I think those two are probably the most like experienced spots on the defense, I'd say. Um, and then on the offense, it looks like the line seems to be really coming together now, which would help a lot.
0: Uh, yeah, poor, poor whoever the quarterback is in recent Maryland history has been, you know, just totally destroyed by sacks for many, many years. And the offensive line, which has been the area that Maryland has recruited the best at in the last few recruiting cycles, and we've said that repeatedly, of course, you know, this is where now it all starts to come good, and it all comes together. And when you're facing Michigan and Ohio State and Penn State and Wisconsin – and even Texas to a lesser extent, and you're going to get very much beat up by these athletic defensive lines. You need your O-line to hold up somewhat so your quarterback doesn't get totally destroyed. And you could say Maryland's offensive line is, is the best of the rest, I guess, in the Big Ten, maybe besides the obviously really good group.
1: Um, I haven't really even been able to look at, like, you know, how some of the others in the Big Ten compare, and – Maryland's still an unknown quantity. It's a couple guys who, you know, there are a few guys who haven't started. We don't really know much about the left side. Uh, Derwin Gray's been starting before. He's been a role player for a while, but he hasn't been a full-time starter, uh, for you know, because they had Michael Dunn. Um, and we still don't know what's going to happen to left guard, uh, whether it's Richard Merritt or Sean Christie or uh, Marcus Miner or someone else. So, um, yeah, the, The line should be good. There is a lot of talent there and a lot of guys who have started before, um, guys like Damian Prince, Terrence Davis. Uh, But, you know, there there still aren't a lot of sure things. No,
0: and there's never a sure thing with Maryland football. So give everyone an idea of the practice schedule, I guess. What should they be looking out for in the next couple of weeks with news and preseason practices and things like that? How many days are open to the media? Because I don't even know the answer to this question.
1: Uh, Well, there's three more open to the media. There's one on Friday. Um, There are a couple. There's one next week, and there's one uh, the week after. We'll actually be back in school by then, but uh, I'll try and send someone. So, yeah, I don't know what kind of news will come out of this. Um, You know, I don't expect anything new from the quarterbacks. Uh, There's really been no injuries so far. That's amazing, considering this is Maryland. It's, it's been a week figured out though, you know, give it time. Uh, They
0: they could be very secretive with injuries too. Let's be fair.
1: Yeah. I mean, well, Durkin did say like, knock on wood, like we've actually had a very healthy camp, you know, it's, it's one thing because I mean, you see on the sideline dudes, just like the injured guys are like on the bicycle. Um, And there was really no one there today. So um, that's not a bad break for Maryland. Considering, yeah. I
0: mean, just the horrible amount of injuries they've had in the past. So,
1: J.C. Jackson was in a non-contact jersey, but I think he's been in that. Yeah, um, he
0: it, he had those injury. I think he had some injury issues towards the end of last season, or there was something that came up. I don't remember if he played in the spring game or not, but... He did not. So this has been more of a long-term thing, but on um, barring mm-hmm. setbacks, I'd expect him to be ready for Yeah, like, and Texas. he was the
1: only non-quarterback in that uh, no-contact jersey. And that would make so.
0: sense. So just to give you a sense of our schedule here in the podcast before we actually get to the season itself, we'll probably have one more show after all these practices have wrapped up and there will be more meaty news to sink your teeth into. And then before the Texas game, we will obviously have the big preview extravaganza where we'll go into everything and we'll give you record predictions, players, things like that. But that's coming in a couple of weeks yet. Until then, there's actually been more news about basketball than there has been about football, which is strange considering football practices have opened up.
1: There's been some news about the 2019-2020 Maryland Terrapins.
0: Yeah, because that's when the next so here we are. The Terps are going to be really good.
1: So here we are figuring out you know, the 2018 recruiting class still um jalen smith actually committed since the last time we did this podcast the last time we
0: did one was june 21st that was the day that we edited it at the very least it went up i think the next day so it's been like seven weeks
1: yeah and he committed like right after that i was still in the uk um and i've been back for you know five weeks now (laughs) um that's a big deal that's
0: a really yeah that was wild
1: i played the old course that was that was fun and then uh, as you
0: play the old course, you get somebody buzzing you on your phone. Hi, Maryland uh just had a big basketball commitment. You need to stop playing golf for a second.
1: Fortunately it was um earlier in the week. Yeah. So it was that was fun. He actually committed at like midnight Scotland, you know, Scotland time. So like um, seven at night so I, back home. Yeah, and so I woke up to that news and then um actually wrote about it on the train over from London to Scotland. Nice. So um, this is, a big, yes, this is another
0: big deal because the 2018 class, I think we've said it repeatedly on this show. We say a lot of things repeatedly on this show. If you have listened to us for a while, but the 2018 class is so dramatically important for Maryland basketball and setting up the future that getting big name recruits like this one is a pretty sizable deal. And to get them locked in now, Everybody can start resting a little bit easier about some of the recruiting questions that will exist for a Maryland team. That's going to look really, really different come 2018.
1: And since, uh, since he committed, there hasn't been, uh, too much news from this class. Um, you know, they're still chasing a lot of the same blue chippers. There hasn't been much news anywhere. Um, it's a bit of a dead
0: period with with basketball recruiting to be honest. it
1: It is. There's a lot of summer league stuff. So, um, yeah, we'll, we'll hear more later. Uh, the The surprise was these Mitchell twins. Um, I don't know if it's Makai or Maki, and then Mikel. we'll learn it at some point. We will. Uh, so they are a pair of six nine forwards in 2019. Um, four stars, both of them. Uh, Makai Maki person is is the higher rated of the two. He is actually the at least as of this time last week, was the second highest rated player to commit so far in the class of 2019 behind the one and only LaMelo ball.
0: Uh Aha, I did remember
1: seeing that. So actually, um, yeah, Maryland now has the number one class of 2019 with (laughs) two recruits.
0: Yeah, well, also I just looked at the 24-7 team rankings for 2018. Maryland is seventh, but none of the top ten players have committed yet, so it's crazy. Rutgers is also in the top 10, so you could probably ignore these rankings at this moment.
1: Yeah, I mean, the rankings are all about, you know, how many talented players do you land. It's not about how talented are the players that you do land. So if you have, you know, three people in your class, you're going to be at the top right now. Um, That's why, like, for football, at least last time I checked, Alabama was in the 50s. Yeah, they were pretty low. Because they just didn't have anyone yet.
0: So Maryland does have two players committed for twenty eighteen, Aaron Wiggins and, and Jalen Smith, uh, and because we not expect there two to guys be for yeah, now they have two guys for twenty nineteen, very good. But because of just the amount of turnover we're expecting after this season, not just because it's reasonable to expect that two of Jackson, Herter, and Cowan are going to the NBA, and they have seniors and transfers, they're going to have a huge class, a really really big class. So two is not a lot, but for now it's not terrible. But they are not even close to being done, and they might not be very close to being done for a while. Yep. I think that's all you can say about that.
1: Yeah, I think that's really it. Um, you know, th- with they almost gave one of the uh, spots on the current team. So th- they'll enter, I think right now they have 11 scholarships.
0: I think they have one open um, if we calculated it right before.
1: I th- well, I think there's, there's two open right now, and they almost gave one to Jamarco Pickett. Um, yeah
0: should we talk who, about that situation i think we should
1: well uh i i don't know still um what happened with him at all miss but he actually seemed like a guy who was definitely gonna like show up to, show up at maryland um it seemed really quickly after he um was released from his letter of intent it seemed really clear that maryland was the favorite but it uh, looks like his, his parents, or his mom at least, uh, preferred Georgetown. And so they went kind of back and forth and back and forth on that. And uh, Pickett ended up taking the Hoyas. So um, Maryland responded, of course, by getting the Mitchell twins, um, who were recruited by Kevin Broaddus, who came from Georgetown to Maryland. Yep. Uh, basically flipped them as well. So... Mm-hmm. So with, with Pickett not coming over, I think that you know leaves the roster as final for this coming season, um, and so they'll have 11 players. So that's two scholarships open and plus probably three or four guys leaving. So Well, let's see. Um, if
0: I'm doing the math right, Michael Tchaikovsky's gone. The transfer, whose name I forgot.
1: Sean Obie.
0: You're right, gone. So that's four. And then, as I said, in theory, two of the three of Cowan, Herder, and – Jackson could leave.
1: That would make it
0: six. Yeah, Nick and so they could have as many as like seven openings. This could be a Kentucky gigantic style recruiting class that Maryland could bring in for 2018, which is going to make our lives very interesting. Also, yeah. we, can we talk about Kevin Herter with a watermelon? Now, when I saw this picture, I was in Los Angeles. I had just gone through about six hours of flight delays, got into L.A. at 2 in the morning, woke up at 9 the next day, and saw Kevin Werder holding a watermelon, and I was really confused. Can somebody explain so that you, to me?
1: Did you tag someone and not say anything? Because that was all they wanted you to do was uh, just tag somebody else. And then actually Maryland tagged Wisconsin. I don't know, know where the they point got of that. that. I don't know why Wisconsin. Uh, should not they they're, tag they're somebody far. that
0: they, you know, kind of beat? <laughs> yeah, they lost to.
1: You'll remember they beat Wisconsin two years ago.
0: They did, but then they also lost to Wisconsin in that season as well. Yeah. They have a two-game exactly. losing streak against Wisconsin. I don't understand why they did that.
1: I have no idea.
0: I was also too late for me to get the responses in for the uh, what is Kevin Herter doing with a watermelon yeah, thing. Yeah, the
1: Justudo Times uh, emergency roundtable.
0: Yeah, I-, I can only imagine what they were telling him. Hi, we Kevin, we want you to hold a watermelon for us. We're not gonna tell you why, because we don't even really know why. That was really okay. What strange. are the chances
1: that was a Photoshop and he was holding a basketball?
0: That wouldn't actually be that surprising, although you have to have, him na- hold- have to a really big basketball.
1: I didn't really consider that until right now. It would be a pretty big basketball for sure, because that watermelon was wider than he was.
0: <laughs> yeah, you're right.
1: Like, like you go through all the, you know. You go you go to the summer and you work out and you lift and you do all this to bulk up and then you come to camp and you're still skinnier than a watermelon. I mean that, that's yeah, gotta be just a problem. Gotta be just Yeah.
0: That would be pretty weird, wouldn't it? I don't know if it would I, I, don't know. Well. I don't know.
1: I don't know. I was
0: I reading wonder, I wonder what
1: his shooting percentage is with a watermelon. That like would from be the first that's really
0: trial. interesting. Guess we'd have to find that out. Hey, Maryland folks who listen to this podcast, because we know you do, that's an internet video you should try. Think you could do it?
1: No, because then it would break.
0: Well, yeah, but it would be funny. It would have more point than the watermelon initial picture. But regardless of this, I did see one article on CBS Sports a while ago, and I think it was the 25 players in college basketball that had the most approve, and Kevin Herter was on there which is interesting because the national recognition he's going to get this year as opposed to last year, it's going to go up a bit. And also in that prediction, I can remember saying that Maryland was one of, I think, the top five best teams in the Big Ten, which considering this is one of the shakiest Maryland teams since, well, I don't know, 2013-14, what does that say about the Big Ten in basketball? I know we're running on tangents here, but still early August, forgive us.
1: Yeah, I don't really... I haven't even really looked at much. Um, I think a lot, you know, a lot of people should know more about her this year. Um, He, he kind of was able to disappear at times last year, you know, where he wouldn't shoot much. He wouldn't, um, he he took over a couple of games and he made a lot of key plays, but he was never the guy on every possession. Um, And I don't know if any of Maryland's players will be this year. Maybe Cowan perhaps. I
0: think Justin Jackson has a chance. Because well, I think his that's name in the lottery, in all those draft projections for 2018, yeah, but I, I think, think that, his has name's gonna more, be
1: that has more to do with his frame and skill set than it does with how dominant he is on the college level. Um, but I think, I, I think it would be totally reasonable to expect him to have a more just consistent presence, um, you know, inside and out, offense and defense, uh, all three of those guys. Um, so, well, it's their team now. Yeah, and w- w- so it would make for a really interesting sort of thing with, you know, yeah, the team's being run by a bunch of sophomores, and that's
0: we'll see how they like that. We will see how they like that. Is there anything else that we should say before we head off? Because it is still, as we said, early August, and there isn't a ton to talk about Maryland-related at this point.
1: Well, uh, I was actually at Xfinity Center for Women's Basketball uh pre-World University Games press conference. That's they,
0: right. That's a thing.
1: That is a thing that they are doing. They are going to Where next week. Where are the
0: World University Games?
1: So they are in Taiwan.
0: Oh, okay.
1: And so next week they are going to fly to New York, and then they are going to fly 15 and a half hours from New York to Taiwan.
0: Well, that'll be a good extended preseason.
1: Yeah, and then, you know, they're playing in the World University Games, uh, it's, it's pretty much this year's team plus Melina Howard, who still takes classes at the school, and Tori Jankoska, who is on Team USA because she is American and was in college last year, even though that college was Michigan State. Oh. Um, so she is just an extra player for the team. Um, they will not have Eliana Kristinaki, the brand-new Greek player who is also going to miss the first half of the season with uh, just NCAA transfer rules um she is greek and not a u.s citizen so is not allowed to be on team usa mm. oh. so, but it's
0: mostly the 2017-18 but for the most part yes. of players that won't be there or won't be there because they're on another team
1: yes very so good. that should be that should be a lot of fun um and we'll have we'll have coverage for it it's at weird times oh, uh, yeah but, because
0: it's on the other side oh, of the world oh yes used to it for the olympics the next three times out folks weird mm. times for athletic events
1: yeah i think the i think the first game and we'll, we'll have an official thing about this later once we figure out where you can actually stream them um yeah apparently so what i was told today was that btn and cbs both put in bids so i don't know I there might expect be, the games to be on might BTN. be something somewhere. there might be something somewhere um, you know, probably online. Yeah. Uh, the first game for Maryland is at twelve thirty a.m. Eastern time.
0: They don't have so. to stay up that much longer. But, but in all joking aside, uh, what do you think that the team's going to get out of this? Aside from playing essentially an extended preseason, which is going to be good considering the changes they underwent after last year.
1: Yeah, I think that was, uh, you know, really one of the it turned out to be the big blessing from this. I mean, they agreed to this, uh, last, you know, around this time last year, I think. Um, and so they've, they've known about this for a while, but after some graduations and some transfers, uh, it really turned into a blessing for a chance to bring a young team together, you know, in the summer where they could get unlimited practices and, you know, go play against, you know, an international field and, You know, because most other countries are going to have, like, their all-star teams. So it will be some competition for them. Um, That's good. I'm pretty interested to see, you know, how it plays out. And, you know, I I, I honestly don't know what to expect. So I'm excited to see what happens. If we can watch it at all. So that
0: is the show. We are glad to be back. As we said, a couple of weeks we'll have a more, I guess, meaty episode talking about Maryland football training camp and then we'll have our big preview extravaganza and then we'll get really going into the season because by that point this season will have started Uh, we are sorry that we didn't have a show throughout the month of July life gets in the way Thomas is off golfing in Scotland and I'm I don't really know what I was doing I don't even remember what I was doing during most of July not thinking about Maryland is probably what happened because you know what sometimes you got to get away from Maryland football for a little bit I think I had another football team that had plenty of big-time disasters in the middle of the month of July that it didn't really uh, occur to me that, oh, Maryland football still exists.
1: Hey, at least yours didn't sign Jay Cutler.
0: Yours? Uh, mine did not sign Jay mine Cutler. Didn't. Although Mine I mean, didn't
1: either. Although, mine, I have mine, to be
0: honest, it probably would be better than what I had.
1: Mine just won't commit to actually giving its quarterback any money. This anyway. is
0: true. But, uh, I mean, for,
1: th- that, for that matter, neither will Maryland, but Maryland for different reasons.
0: Well, Maryland yeah. doesn't have a Maryland hasn't had a quarterback in a while. Let's be honest. So
1: hey, you're not allowed to pay them even when they do get one. This is tr-
0: this is true. This is
1: yeah. true. All right, mm-hmm. all right. are anyway, parallels.
0: Yes, that's too many of those. So we will be back with you in a couple of weeks when we do have a show with more people on it to really go into what's been going on at football's training camp and then set up the season for you. And maybe by that point, we'll know a little bit more about Maryland's competition. In the Big Ten. Oh, I should mention one more thing. Did you see the horrible Rutgers uniforms they're going to wear when uh, the teams play at Yankee Stadium this year?
1: Oh, of course. Those they are...
0: look like UCF rejects. It's really bad. Makes everything yeah. Maryland will wear look amazing in comparison. Because you all that came w- w- to this podcast for uniform talk.
1: Yeah, I can't wait to see Maryland show up in those red ops at the same time, though. And oh, then it's going to be a really well, weird I'm glad game. I'm
0: I'm not calling that game because for somebody of... My uh, red-green colorblind problems, that would be a bit blendy, and it wouldn't end very well for me. But, yeah, calling a game at Yankee Stadium would be fun.
1: Especially yeah, I'll be able to cover game. that. That will be fun.
0: That, yeah, that's, that's it's two games this year that are going to be really fun to cover just for the novelty value at Texas and then at Yankee Stadium. But
1: Yeah, unfortunately, I, won't, I don't think I'll be able to go to Austin. It's just uh, too far to do in the middle of the school year. But Even
0: if it's on Labor Day weekend, but... We're getting sidetracked again. That must mean the podcast is back with a vengeance. None of us can hold a thought for more than 30 seconds. Anyway, thank you very much for listening. We hope you enjoy the show, and we will be back soon with more consistent podcasts. When we start up again, we're going to go back to weekly shows because it is football season, and we know you need to hear about Maryland football from us. Until then, of course, go Turgis.